Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, it's here. It's the last one. I think it's probably a good thing. It's the final Marvel Cinematic Universe film of the year 2022. Woo! FYI, this is the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome. My name is Matt. It's always with me chatting shirtless probably pantless as well uh thank god this is not a video podcast the not so mysterious mike talent hey everybody how's it going i wish there was more mystery to the mysterious mike talent (laughs) hey you know what can i say just relaxing clearly clearly you're relaxing everywhere so please sit back down thank you all right, well, everybody, welcome to Real Film Nerds Podcast episode number. I didn't look. Um, let me <laughs> two ninety eight. Yeah, two ninety eight. Mike got it. Mike got it. Real Film Nerds Podcast episode number two hundred ninety eight. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. Mike, give us the breakdown. All right, Matt. This was uh, written and directed by Ryan Kogler, and the story was uh, Joe Robert Cole. This movie is starring uh, Latita Wright, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Danny uh, Guerrero, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, Tanach Harutu, uh, Martin Freeman, uh, Dominique Thorne, Florence uh, Kasumba, and... Uh, Michelle Cole. And uh, this movie is uh, the people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. All right. So those of you who are continuing to play the Real Film Nerds drinking game on Mike's ability to pronounce names, that is now six drinks. Everybody enjoy. Ready? We'll give you a few seconds here. Get your drinks. Ouch, man. Ouch. <laughs> it's okay, Mike. It's fun. I like it. The drinking game is fun. How many mistakes? Take a drink. I love it. I love it. All right. So, Mike, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. Um, first impressions. I'll let you go first. Uh, Matt, I, I, I think I'm predispositioned to like this movie uh, due to the content. Because there's fish people? Yes. But they're not on another planet. They're on our planet, so this is not the movie that's coming out in December. So I think James Camry is going to be very upset. I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed The Fish People. I know. You love The Fish People. Micah, uh, I have to say uh, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther 2, uh, it was okay. I think it could have been better. Uh, it definitely could have been a hell of a lot worse, especially with all the tragedy and everything surrounding it. But um, I, I don't want to get into spoilers uh, right off the bat yet, but uh, there's definitely a mood set right off the start for the film, and it kind of carries through, and it's, I don't know. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. I think the best part of the whole film is uh, your fish people, uh, specifically the character Namor, and it is pronounced Namor. It is not Namor. That's some Disney bullshit they made up. 
It's Namor. He is a character from the Marvel Universe going back to 1939. Okay? It's Namor, not Namor. Anyways. All right. Na- Namor was cool. That's Namor was awesome. Uh, he's was a very good representation of the character in film. I like some of the twists they did it. We can talk about that in spoilers as well. But that was my favorite part of the film. He was a badass. He was a dick. He was obnoxious. He was not as bad as he was in the comic books, but they didn't make him sweet. They didn't like sugarcoat him. They didn't make him nice. They made him a dick. And that is exactly what I wanted. That's that's who this character is. I liked his world. I liked his people. Um, all around, I thought that that whole part of the film was my favorite. Like the introduction of him, which they would have introduced him sooner, but we finally got it. It was great. I loved it. Um, Wakanda, you know, Wakanda is Wakanda. It's a CGI world that doesn't exist, but uh, it looked good. It was great. Um, acting was fantastic, especially from uh, several of our namesakes. Uh, Letitia Wright was fantastic. Lupita Nyong'o always does a fantastic job. But do you know who really, really stole the show, in my opinion, was Angela Bassett. She knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she she was really good. And then, of course, Winston Duke is Umbaku. He's always a lot of fun. Uh, Denai Guerrera from Walking Dead fame. Uh, her character was a lot more involved, had a really nice big arc in this. I, I thought she did a fantastic job like she always does as Okoye, basically the leader or general of their, I guess you would consider it like the King's Guard. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. So all around, you know, it's a good film. It's definitely one I would say is a must-see in the theaters just because of the sheer level of eye candy. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's CGI hell, but it's pretty, and they did a really good job. Yeah, no, it's got lots of CGI, but it was it was great, man. It was, it was good. Awfully quiet today, Mike. Awfully quiet. Well, you know, man, I... I, I uh... I, I did enjoy this movie though. I thought it was fun. Um, it's, I don't think it's as impactful as the first one was. Um, but the, the story in this one's re- real good still. And, uh, it's just, um, I like the water people a lot. That was, you know, I was like, when I was watching this, I was like, Oh, I think I'm just going to like this because of this stuff. It's it's great. It really was well done. I, I really enjoyed it. I liked um I, I don't remember if it's in the comics or not. Uh, uh Namor is not really a character I read much because he's a dick and I not really my thing. Uh I don't remember if his people turn blue when they get out of the water or not, but I kinda like that because it shows how desperately they need the water. Because look they look like normal people when they're in their habitat in the water. And that was kind of interesting when they're out because you can clearly identify who they are. Yeah, it's like a fish out of water, boom. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like they're suffocating, like their skin is like suffocating or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that worked well. It was it was clear to the viewer what was going on. But yeah, this is a difficult one to talk about without spoiling it because it's an MCU film. There's a lot that goes on. Like I said, even before the Marvel Cinematic Universe logo rolls, a lot of shit happens that spoilers right off the bat. But uh, uh, overall, Mike, I agree. Black Panther, the original, is a much better film than this. Definitely more impactful. 
Um, this isn't too far behind. I want to say in this most recent phase of MCU, this one is towards the top for me. It's uh, probably behind Spider-Man. This movie is pretty good, and we've been getting a lot of junk in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially the TV shows, in my opinion. But uh, this was this was decent. This was pretty decent. And Ryan Coogler, the director slash writer, you know, he already had the script written for uh, this film when. Um, uh, Chadwick Boseman had passed after Ryan Coogler, the director and writer, uh, wrote this sequel. And so he had to go back to the drawing board and practically start completely over. And you know how Disney is. Disney is uh, very adamant about their timeline. So I was afraid this was going to come off rushed. It was going to come off uh, not complete. Uh, things were going to be just shoved in there. And I think it was a successful script. I think it was great. I don't think it was fantastic, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, man. Uh, there, there is uh, at least one part in the in the story that I want to get into in spoilers uh, that I thought they could have done a little bit more development on. But um, anyway, I, I guess before we get to spoilers, man, I need to ask you, what are you drinking? Ah. <sighs> Oh, Mike, I thought you were never going to ask. I'm so parched. Uh, not after those first six drinks, though. Uh, Mike, I'm just drinking cheap beer, one that I got in the fridge, a good old-fashioned Miller High Life. Oh, nice, dude. Rolling with the High Life. All right. Well, I'm I'm rocking the Elysian uh, Night Owl. I uh, still have some pumpkins left, surprisingly. Damn, dude. Cranking through the pumpkin beer still. Nice. Nice. Well, all right to talk about your second favorite thing next to pumpkin beers mike uh what is this week's just incredible dad joke i got dad jokes i don't think they understand though gotta think i'm funny other people never laugh though dad jokes (laughs) you're gonna love this one matt you're gonna love it what happens to illegally parked frogs they get ran over they get towed ha 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 Oh yeah, that's that's good. That's a good one. That was a good one. They get towed. <laughs> I'll give you that one. That one was funny. So okay, Mike, I would ask, how does Black Panther: Wakanda Forever relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? But uh, we don't need to because it's an MCU film. So we will just immediately jump right into our spoiler section. For those of you who have not seen this film yet, don't want anything spoiled. Uh, Go ahead and click it off or fast forward to the end and listen to the radio because we don't spoil anything on my interview on the radio with Ma Henshaw. So anyways, Mike, um, I I like deferring to you. You're itching to talk about spoilers, so fire away. All right, Matt. So I feel like the the story was, uh, you know, it's it's pretty good. You know, it starts with some lows and, and gets a little bit you know up and ups and downs right but there's this part where they're going to meet the scientist right and they meet the scientist and they do all this stuff with the scientist and then they don't really i don't know like i feel like they didn't utilize the scientist that much in the story arc like i felt like her character was very interesting and they just kind of glanced over it i don't know um the character rory so i have a theory about this mike okay 
So uh, Riri is actually oh, what Riri. It, how you pronounce yeah. her name is. It's okay. I'm not I'm not slamming you, Mike. You don't know. It's uh, Riri Williams. She is known as Ironheart in the comic books, and she is a fairly new character. I mean, we're talking in the last five to ten years, maybe even less. Um, so I think what happened is she was shoehorned in to the film. I think Disney went, you need to do this. You need to put this in here. We need this character in there because we have something up our sleeves for our next phase. Talked a little bit about it on the radio. I actually talked about it a lot on the radio. I think the Avengers are gone. They've kind of said that. There was a run of comic books in the early 2000s called Young Avengers. And from all the people that have been introduced up to date, now introducing Riri Williams as Ironheart, I think we are going to see when they announce probably at the next Comic-Con or maybe sometime next year, uh, one of the future phases of the MCU is going to have the Young Avengers. And I've, Ironheart, played by Riri, is one of the Young Avengers. Um, so is Kate Bishop, who is Hawkeye. We saw the show. She's a Young Avenger. Shuri is a Young Avenger. So that's what's happening is they're going to push towards the Young Avengers in the future is what I think is happening. And I think they went, well, we want to have Ironheart because she's going to be our Iron Man. Let's get this going. Because that's what she is. She's Iron Man. That's what she is. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like they just, they they give some kind of like, it started out with like a decent intro when they go to like find her and she's over at like uh, MIT or whatever and she's a student and all that. And then... It kind of just drops most of her storyline, and like later on, they, she's in the movie again a little bit. Like, it, it, I don't know. I felt like just didn't. I felt like there could have been more, and it would have made more. Like, I, I don't know. And and her character seemed interesting, you know. So yeah, it, it just seems like she was kind of shoehorned in at the last minute, and there wasn't enough of her in a two-hour and forty-five-minute long movie. I think this movie was definitely too long. I should have said that earlier, but I think it was definitely way too long. I think they could have cut a little bit of the the shit out. I like the world development, you know, with Namor and his peeps. I like the introduction of Ironheart. It's nice to have her in in here, but she was not... She didn't do much. She really didn't do much. She's in it for a little bit. Then she, oh, she's built a new suit and she's Iron Man running around, you know? Uh, One thing that's interesting not to keep talking about Ironheart. In the comic world, Tony Stark is dead, and he is the embodiment of an AI in the comic book world. And the reason why she can't get her suit to work is because she doesn't have an AI. Tony Stark steps in as his digital self and is the AI for Ironheart in the comic books, which is really fun because you still have Tony Stark being Tony Stark just in an AI as someone else is flying around, basically being him. It's really kind of fun. That's interesting. Is, is that what the kids call meta? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. But yeah, right. I'm, I'm going off quite a bit about the Marvel comic world, but we'll see. I mean, MCU is very separate. It just is. Uh, let's go ahead and roll into it hard right now. Uh, right off the bat, dude, this movie puts you in a hell of a mood. Uh, it, I, I know they're trying to honor Chadwick Boseman, but they, they kill off the black Panther right off the bat. I really wish they would not have done that. I wish they just would have recast him. I really do. Cause the black Panther, the original black Panther is a very, very big character like to date. 
he's very integral in the Marvel world. Uh, I I thought they could have handled it a little different, like maybe had him gone on a mission or something, and you know he was just in the suit, so you don't have to know who it is, and then something happens. I don't know, I don't know. I thought about that a little bit, and then the the thing that was a little bit uh, I don't want to say cheesy, Matt, but then they kill off, um, uh, you know, T'Challa's mom, the queen. Uh, Queen Ramonda. Yeah, Queen Ramonda, uh, played by Angela Bassett, who who killed it, but uh, or was awesome at the acting. It just I don't know, man. It seemed like it was too much death. I uh, agree. That's exactly uh, what I was gonna say. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, like I was like, I know we're watching a Disney movie, but come on. Yeah. Well, dude, it starts off. It's like fucking Bambi starts off with your main character dying like we all knew they were going to kill him off because they said they were going to but so he starts out really fucking depressing because everybody's thinking about chadwick boseman and then all this shit's going on and then wham the one living person that shuri has is killed her mom and it's like great here we go another goddamn fucking funeral like can this movie get any more fucking depressing and then okay i don't want to get this is a little bit controversy, but not too bad. Shuri is a third tier character. Like she is, she was a third tier character in the first black Panther movie. She just is. I really think they should have given the black Panther mantle to someone else. I think they should have given it to, uh, Lapita Nyong'o's character, Nikita, uh, Nakia, not Nikita, Nakia, Nakia or, uh, Denai Guerrero's character Okoye I think they were way more deserving of Black Panther it would have been a lot more believable because they're fighters I mean not to say anything bad about Letitia Wright but she was cast to be small and smart and you know kind of the Tony Stark kind of the nerd person of Wakanda and here she is a badass beating the hell out of Winston Duke who's six foot six and 300 something pounds I don't give a shit how many powers you have. There's no way in hell that happens. I would have believed Okoye or uh, Nakia over that all day long. Uh, Matt, that's actually a valid point. I never thought about it like that, man. I, I, uh, in, in, so I'm going to go back to the death of... Um, yeah, sorry. I went uh, off on a hell of a tangent kept talking. Queen but, uh, Ramonda. Uh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I did like about it was that it did show that Namor is very serious, like like, and he said he was right, like you know I'm I'm coming, I'm gonna bring the pain, like, so like I guess that helped, like, I guess that helped hit it home that like hey these guys aren't messing around, you know like I don't know like they were very unsure if they were as strong as they said they were. Yeah, and that's one thing that Namor's known for is not lying and not fucking around. Like, he's a badass. He just is. He's a dick, but he's still a badass. And he proved it. Yeah, so I guess it kind of went with the story arc. I just, I don't know. It just seemed like it was too too much death. I um, I agree. It was very depressing. Too much death. Uh, I, I miss Chadwick Boseman dearly. He was a wonderful actor. I still think they should have recast him, but I think a second would have been a, a nice 
Okoye Black Panther or uh, Nakia Black Panther, Nakia Black Panther. I like. I will say this. I like how they ended the film. I thought that was very sweet. It was not expected for me. At least it wasn't. I I thought it was good. I don't. I don't want to spoil the end too much because it's a super big spoiler. So I'll just say it like that. It doesn't end on this huge giant, you know, fight to the death and all this other shit. It's very personal. And it has to do with Black Panther. It has to do with future films. I liked it. I thought it was great. The ending was uh, a little bit uh, of a surprise, but uh, it, you know th- that was that was cool. Um, the uh, you know getting back to the fish people, man. Uh, the vibranium underwater. I was like, ooh, interesting. Yep, yep. That was a nice way to introduce them. It was a nice way to bring them in, and how they have vibranium. Now, Mike, here's one massive difference between the original Namor world and the MCU. Namor is from Atlantis. And the world they're from, they have under the sea, is the lost city of Atlantis. And he is the king of Atlantis. I don't think it's a bad thing that they changed it to, was it the Aztecs or the Mayans? I don't quite remember. Uh, I think it was Mayan? I think it was the Mayans. Mayans. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was the Mayans. I really kind of like that. Because it makes a lot of sense because they kind of disappeared off the face of the earth too, in a way. And so them going into the ocean and flourishing as a society under sea, hiding, I really kind of like that. And I like Namor being, you know, Mayan, but he's not Mayan. He's, you know, half and half. Um, Just to throw it out there, I'm sure Disney will explain this later, but Namor in the comic book world is a mutant. And he's one of the oldest mutants out of all of them. And so one nice thing about Namor being in this film is this might be the final introduction of getting the X-Men and mutants into the MCU, finally, after so many years of owning Fox. Well, dude, you know, it takes time to figure out how you're going to introduce them. You know, you can't just throw Wolverine in. Well, they are. They are in Deadpool 3. Well, I mean, if it ever gets made. Oh no, dude! It's already it's it's getting made. Oh okay, all right. And that uh, the comic book, the um, first battle of uh, Deadpool versus Wolverine has a very iconic cover. Uh, I picked one up, I don't know, probably a year ago for less than ten bucks. That shit is skyrocketed ever since Ryan Reynolds made that announcement with Hugh Jackman that they're doing basically a Wolverine Deadpool movie for Deadpool three. I mean, just skyrocketed overnight. It went from like 10 bucks to like over a hundred. Just crazy. Man. I thought Hugh Jackman said he wasn't going to do Wolverine anymore. Dude, you haven't seen the tweet. You didn't watch the video. No, I don't think so. Oh dude, you need to go watch that shit. So Ryan Reynolds is sitting there and he's on his couch and he's talking about Deadpool three and how he's having a hard time writing and all this other stuff. And then uh, Hugh Jackman's in the background, like walking by, getting a snack or something. Then he walks upstairs, and uh, Ryan Reynolds goes, "Hey, Hugh, you want to do a Deadpool Wolverine movie?" He goes, "Yeah, sure. Why not, Ryan?" <laughs> <laughs> and they made the official. That was the official announcement. Yep. <gasps> That's funny. Yeah, you need to watch it. They did. They did too. 
they're just teasers on Twitter or Instagram. Now they're everywhere, YouTube and all that. But they originally, I think, were on Twitter. Nice, dude. Now I'll have to look that up on the old tweet decks or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna have to check that out because yeah, it's it's. I I really am looking forward to it. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, we're plugging right along. Uh, anything else you want to talk about here on uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? I think I got all my jabbering out, which is 90% of the podcast. Here, your turn to jabber. Um, I was just going over things, you know, like uh, this this movie, you know, which depends heavily on CGI, man. It was all very, you know, very good looking. I don't think I saw anything that was like odd, you know. They're, they're, uh, it's amazing how how much stuff they can create you know for all these movies you know it's quite the uh i i don't know i guess orchestra these days of figuring out how everything's gonna look and hiring all the different groups that are gonna make just little pieces of the movie like i i don't know i don't even know how you go about chunking that out dude for all the cgi and stuff like that's that's got to be such a chore well, I'm wondering how close attention James Cameron was paying to the water because especially some of those water grenades where they like throw the the like grenade and it blows up and it's just like tons of water. That looked so good. I, I think James Cameron should be paying attention. Yeah, well, you know, he he he's he's coming out with his new uh Avatar movie and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of stuff he throws at us because I'm sure it's going to be the most advanced whatever thing that he could have found. Well, yeah, dude, it's Dances with Smurfs in the Ocean. Ah, yes. Dances with Smurfs in the Ocean. Classic. <laughs> Classic Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be very beautiful, very, very colorful. Uh, you like haven't the seen the original trailers? Avatar. What? You haven't seen the trailers? Uh, I saw a trailer. Yeah, I've seen a few trailers, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, because I think there was a trailer on this movie, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Or at least yeah. in my theater they were. Yeah, did you see the new Ant-Man one? Uh, trailer? Oh, yeah, that looks fun. That looks like a lot of fun. Yep, yep, the MCU continues. Well, that's one that I, I like is that Ant-Man, they at least have fun with it and they don't take it like super serious and they have a great comedic actor. How the hell they got Michael Douglas to keep doing this, I have no clue. But I'm for it. I'm all for it. And then now you know you got uh, Catwoman reprising her role again. I mean, dude, just the MCU, even though the movies and the shows have not been super great lately, they're a freaking powerhouse, dude. They just throw money. They're like, here, no, we want you to come back here, money, yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I like that uh, that Hawkeye special uh, last year around this time, right? The Hawkeye Christmas? TV show. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's based loosely on a, a comic book run that I really, really liked. It's more about Hawkeye being like a normal person than a superhero, and that was very much what the show was. And then it turned into superhero stuff. But no, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, all right, Mike. Well, uh, I think we should just go ahead and tell people what you picked for us to review next week. 
All right, Matt. So uh, Netflix came out with a movie here, um, and uh, I know Veterans Day was, uh, you know, a few days ago or whatever, but uh, all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, I remember having to read this in high school, and I actually liked it. So uh, I'm I'm anticipating that this uh, movie is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Were you in my English class when we had to read this? I don't, I don't remember. think we ever had a single class together, Matt, but uh, besides photo. Shit, dude, you know what? I think you're right. But I read <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front as well and watched the movie. The original film was done in the 30s, I believe. Yeah, the, it's 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 old. I don't know if it's 30s, but it, it was like a long time ago. It was a lot closer to the event, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because the novel was written in 1929, no, the novel was written before that. I think maybe the movie came out in 29. I don't remember. Basically, the point I'm trying to get to, the book and the novel and the movie, the original, came out within 10 years of each other and the conflict. World War One. for those of you who haven't read it, it's World War One. All of it came out, and it's, I mean, you know, it's literally almost almost a hundred years later and Mike and I are still out reading in high school. It's that good of a novel. It just is. And, um, they have not remade the film. It's the one time they've never remade something that was incredible. And Netflix has remade it. And it is originally told in, uh, German. And so, uh, I, we were trying to decide if, uh, we're going to watch it with the subtitles or if we're going to watch it dubbed. I think I'm going to watch it with the subtitles because I feel like when people's mouths don't match what the words are, it really confuses me. I'd rather just read it. Yeah, it kind of messes me up. And then you also don't get the mannerisms and the uh, tonal changes when it's dubbed like you would with their native tongue. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I, you know... I like some of these uh, foreign movies. Well, it's, uh, I don't know if it's a foreign movie, but it was definitely shot and told in the language of the actual troops. For Again, for those of you who have not read or know anything about All Quiet on the Western Front, it's uh, told from the perspective of the German, shoulders, German soldiers in World War One, And it's loosely based on a true story. Like the novelist that wrote it, um, was in World War One, and he wrote the book based on his experiences. I don't think the overarching story is true, but lots of elements are. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I remember it was an impactful book, and it was very good. And uh, out of all the, the books I had to read in high school, that was one that I actually really liked. Uh, um, yeah, that one, Jurassic Park, and uh, Red Badge of Courage is another one I really remember. Yeah, uh, what's what's that famous book that we all had to read? Oh, I hated it. That so cuts much. it down. Uh, it's about like a teenager who's like up to no good. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't have yeah, to that read mo- that. That was terrible, dude. No, we terrible. did the uh, we did the other one, um, the one about the animals. 
Oh, I never read that one. Yeah, we, so I did Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, yeah, we did the other one. You guys did Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, a lot of yeah, our books ca- in high school were based on what our teachers picked. <laughs> they give you like a selection, and the teachers like, ah, fucking that one's stupid. <laughs> yeah, Animal, <laughs> not Animal House. It was um, Animal Farm. Animal Farm is the one I read. Yeah, and you read uh, Catcher in the Rye. But anyways, so next week, All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Let's hope it's good. Let's hope Netflix did the story right. Um, Tune in next week. Real Film Nerds episode number 299. Right? All right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got a special one for 300. We do have a special one for 300, Matt, but we we can wait until we next wait. week. And we got a giveaway for 300, too, and we figured it out, and we think it's going to be awesome. So, you know, get your uh, email ready to enter a giveaway that Mike and I are paying for out of our own pockets for you, our dear, dear, dear listeners. Okay, Mike, so Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, how many reels? Uh, I'm going to give this one three reels, three out of five. Well, all right, man. I feel good. I feel good. We're back in the roll. We're back going. Mike, I give it three and a half. Oh, whoa. whoa. You gave it more. All right. More. Dude, that's fine. I finally right. beat good. you. God, back, back to how it should be. Shocker. Okay. If you want, listen to the end of the radio program. My mom will give it you her reels, but my mother loved this movie to death and i'm like how did you love this movie to death it had aquaman in it without it being jason momoa and she's like good point but my mom give it four and a half reels wow she absolutely loved it okay well hey that's fine that's great so anyways well i think i'm done uh talking the entire podcast uh mike uh why don't you do your thing sir all right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebooks or Meta or the Metaverse, whatever it's called now. And um, yeah, uh, go out there, go watch a movie or go stream a movie. Um, this one was a good one to see in the theater. So, you know, if you can make your way out there, this one was great. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Matt Hinshaw in studio this morning to review a movie for us on Magic 99.1. Good morning, Matt. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Oh, my gosh. You're so cheerful. What happened? (laughs) We push the button and something strange <laughs> happens, right? Oh, gosh. It's magic. Magic. That's what it is. You're in to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Tell me, did you love it? It was okay. Just okay, huh? Just okay to me. Okay. Tell me why. It's kind of depressing. Why? Uh, there's two funerals in it. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah? Well, that song, Rihanna's song, is kind of sad. Well, I mean, they opened the film with a funeral. Yeah. That's not going to put you in a good mood, no. like rolling right in. I think that was a poor choice right. on the director's part. Poor choice for the director, okay? And, what it's, else? A, and it's the same director from the original, right. Black Panther. Which you loved. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah. I Loved, I don't know, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it more than this one, Why? that's for sure. Why didn't you enjoy this one as much? Tell me. 
Well, they, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it. Everybody <laughs> knows, you know, the Black Panther's gone. Like, yeah. the actor passed away, right. and they made the decision to just eliminate the character, which I think is a poor choice. Okay. Because he's a very integral part to the Marvel Universe, you know, as a whole. Okay. And you open the film with a funeral for the, your main character? Like, that's just bad. Yeah. You think they should have picked another actor? I carried think so, on yeah. with Black Panther. I think so, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's fine what they're doing, you know, uh, it's going to lead into, not to start like prophesizing about what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to do, but it's leading into the Young Avengers, and so there is a Black Panther in this film, she gets named about three quarters of the way through. Okay. But uh, it's very, like there's a comic book world called Young Avengers, and that's kind of what I think they're going towards with their next phase. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Okay, how many... uh... A reel is you going to give it? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and okay. a half. Yeah. The middle of the road. It looks like uh, Google users loved the movie. 88% said they liked it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 84%. Metacritic, 67%. So yeah. they were more in line with you. Let's give your mother a call and see. Do we have uh, to? Yes, we have to. Okay. <laughs> Ma and Shock coming up next on Magic 99.1. Good morning. Good morning, Mahin Sean Magic 99.1. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Good, good. Matt's with me, and we're talking about the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie that you saw over the weekend. What'd you think? I loved it. You I thought loved it was it. great, and I didn't see the first Black Panther, but that's okay because the second. One is just as good. Okay. And, and you can figure it out. Okay, that's and good to then, know. Yeah. Well, well, uh, Matt, do you think that the fact that she didn't see the first one may be one of the reasons why she likes this one so much? Probably. Probably. Okay. Then she drinks. Oh, oh well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what was your favorite character? Oh, I thought the princess, she was just wonderful. And of course, you know, whoa, I can't say anything. But oh. Oh. She was awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. I can't, can I? No. But the princess was really super de duper good. Uh, okay, who played the princess, Matt? Oh, I don't remember oh, the actress's name. But yeah, yeah the character is He doesn't name is remember, princess and Shuri. I don't remember. <laughs> That's okay. Tell me, what was your favorite character, Matt? Oh, I was a big fan of the villain. Well, he's kind of, he's not a villain at first, but then you find out he's a villain. Uh-huh. Uh, Namor. He's Marvel's Aquaman, I guess, but okay. he's not. Okay. Because he's much more powerful and awesome and uh, evil. Evil. So, okay. But that, I, I was going to, I forgot to add that onto uh, my little interview, but that's, in my opinion, like the best part of this film is the Namor and the underwater city and his people and all the introduction of them. I love that. Loved it. Was great. it. Okay. Very good. Oh, yeah. Ma, tell me, was there any nudity in the movie? No nudity, but lots of great builds, lots of muscles. <laughs> lots. Especially Namor and his folks and. And even, well, even Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They had a lot of people with, you know, big abs and heart. You right. Know. Right. Fit. <laughs> they were very, very fit. How many cookies you give in this movie, Ma? Oh, gee. Four and a half. Four and a I half like out of five. Wow. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Nice job. Matt gave it three and a half. So uh, that's. It's beautiful, too. Okay. It's just beautiful. All right. Well, great mm-hmm. review, Ma Hinshaw. We'll chat with you next week. Thank you. Thank Have you. Have a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. What do you think we're going to take a look at for next week? So it's not my pick. No? So what is it? 
something. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It's no big deal. It came out, I think, a few weeks ago now. Netflix did a Netflix-only production of uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, okay. Ha- have you seen or heard about that? I have not seen or heard about it's it. getting no. very good reviews. Is it? So, But that's what we're going to do. Okay, very good. Now, have you seen the movie um, Don't Worry, Darling? No. You need to look you need to take a look at it. Well, now I'm worried. Yeah, well that's the one with Harry Styles in it. Oh. And um it's very interesting. I saw it. I liked it, but I think that you um should take a look. So, what does that mean? Just watch it and tell me what you think. Yeah, just watch it. I think you might like it. Okay, official request from Lisa Live and Local on Magic 99.1. That's it. It's going to have to go into our queue. Okay, very good. Put it in the queue. You guys check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds, and you can catch Matt and Ma every Monday morning on what station? Magic 99.1. Thanks, Matt.